0: Welcome to Wine and Real Estate, the podcast where we drink wine, we have fun, and we learn about real estate investing. Real estate investing is so much more than just buying buildings. It's about building relationships, building your dreams, building your dream lifestyle, customizing your life. What do you want to do? What do you want to achieve? It's much more than money. It's more than getting rich. It's a different type of wealth. It's the wealth of time, the wealth of freedom, And now let's get to the wine and the real estate. Let's start this episode with some financing tips from our go-to mortgage broker, Streetwise Mortgages. Over to you, Dahlia.
1: Hi, I'm Dalia, founder of Streetwise Mortgages, and on today's episode, I would like to share with you an update regarding mortgage qualification and what you can do about it as an investor. As you know, the mortgage qualification stress test was introduced in 2018, where federally regulated financial institutions such as banks and alternative lenders started to look at mortgage approvals differently as they started to use a higher mortgage payment to approve your loan compared to what your actual payment would be based on the rate you are being approved for. If you recall, they started to calculate payments based on the higher of two numbers, the Bank of Canada rate at 5.25 and the rate you are being approved for plus a 2%. To give you an example. If the interest rate at the time of a refinance or a purchase was 2%, then they would have assumed in the approval process that your rate is 5.25, which is the Bank of Canada rate, as the 5.25 is higher than a 4%, which is the 2% rate you're being approved for plus the 2% they added. As you know, the fixed rates and variable rates have been rising over the past few months. And for the first time now, if you are applying for a variable rate or a fixed rate, the lenders will qualify the application at a higher benchmark above the Bank of Canada's rate of 5.25. Because if you take the rate you're being approved for and add a 2% to that, this bar is now higher than the 525 So what does this mean to you as an investor? And what do you need to do differently? A higher qualification bar may translate into less equity takeout, less mortgage on a purchase, or a complete decline with an existing lender because the lending ratios are being compressed, meaning your lending ratios are above the lender's guidelines. A higher qualification bar can also push your qualification from a current lender to another more expensive lender where you have to inject a higher down payment, take out less money, or pay a higher interest and in some cases, higher fees. I would like to remind you as an investor that you have options and strategies to navigate these changing guidelines so you can continue to grow and achieve your goals. These strategies fall into two categories debt management strategies and income management strategies. Starting with debt management strategies, these are strategies that focus primarily on reducing the monthly payments on your balance sheet in the eyes of the lenders to help ease up the pressure on the lending ratios. The fact that you are paying an interest-only payment on a loan or that you have an interest-free loan with six months grace period, let's say, does not mean that the lender will take that into consideration. Lenders have their own ways of running the numbers. As a result, reshoveling some debts around through consolidation or reamortization can have a huge positive impact on the numbers. To give you an example, let's say you have a $20,000 balance on a Home Depot card that you've used to renovate a property and that you are currently not paying anything on that credit card because you took a 3 months no-pay promotion. In the eyes of the lenders, it, and in some cases, it's not all lenders, but most lenders, they, this card is costing you about 3% per month. That is $600 per month. Another example is a car loan or an RSP loan or a loan to invest, where your monthly payment is high and you have a small balance lift on that loan. The lender doesn't care about the small balance. They care about your monthly obligation. Debt management strategies can help you declutter your balance sheet and open up room with the lenders to maintain your borrowing power. The other tool is income-related, where we can look at ways to add more income to your application through the utilization of higher rental income or supplementing your own personal income with additional income. This includes using higher rents on your application through appraisers' opinions of market rents. This can help the numbers in some cases where you have a vacant unit or if you're charging below market rents and if you were to put the property up for rent would be higher. In regards to your personal income, we can look at ways to pay yourself more from one or more of your businesses if you are an entrepreneur, or add a guarantor to the deal, or partner with someone who can come to the deal with additional income to help the application. If you are concerned about the impacts of tighter mortgage qualification on your plans, myself and my team at Streetwise Mortgages will help you strategize and explore the best tools to help you stay ahead and maintain momentum. Email us at info at streetwisemortgages.com to book your complimentary planning session. Cheers to your success.
0: Hello everyone so today I'm really excited I have a great guest Lucy Parker from Dubai so joining us from quite far and I think at a kind of weird time like at the time of this recording it's 12 p.m in Ontario where I am Lucy what time is it in Dubai? It is
2: 8 p.m in the evening here so wow. yep. <laughs>
3: not too
0: bad not too bad then okay I was expecting yeah. something in the middle of the night or or the next <laughs> day who knows <laughs> So welcome, Lucy. Uh, Could you tell us about yourself? Because you have quite an interesting story. Uh, For those listening, uh, Lucy and I have known each other not that long, but I heard your story. You lived in, I think, in France a little bit. You're from the UK with your lovely accent. And now you're in Dubai, like what What happened in Costa Rica, I think at some point as well.
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So bonsoir to all of you. Uh, do we say francophone? Je parle yes. français. Oui. So, um, and good evening to everybody. Good morning, wherever you are listening and watching this. So thank you so much for inviting me on, Francois. So I've been in real estate for 17 years. Believe it or not, although I'm English, I have never done real estate in my own country. So yeah, I've sold real estate in France, um, in Oman, which is here in the Gulf next door, and now here in Dubai in the United Arab Emirates. So that is the last 17 years of selling residential real estate. But before that, I was an international tour guide. So, okay,
0: I I get it now. (laughs) Yeah,
2: I don't think you knew that. So, I used to take people on adventure holidays all over the world. So, I've traveled to over 75 countries. Um, I've lived on four continents. So, you were right. Um, I was brought up in the South Pacific, Francois, in Vanuatu and then Fiji. I um, had my schooling years in England, in Surrey. I'm from South England. I uh, went to boarding school. My parents lived in Denmark, so didn't live there. used to go on holidays. I've uh, lived in France. I did my degree in French and Spanish and economics, so I've lived in the south of France, so Saint-Raphael, in southwest of France, languedoc Roussillon in Papillon, and in the Alps in Megeve near Geneva. Um, and then I also lived in Central America. So I've lived in the Caribbean island of Roatan where I learned to scuba dive. I was a voluntary school teacher and I also was living in Costa Rica, traveling the country, looking after volunteers on all the national park conservation projects. So yes, that's wow. me summing up my life very briefly. <laughs>
0: oh my goodness. Okay, now it makes a lot more sense now. Okay, so Dubai for a very well-traveled woman like yourself makes sense because i think it's a very cosmopolitan city yeah. uh you did a presentation a little while back and we will do it for the group as well those uh attending some of my events will have to have it again but can you share some reasons to why you picked dubai because you've been in 75 countries i mean that's that's a lot yeah. of choice. yeah
2: well i mean exactly francois and you know that is why it's important that i introduce the fact that i have traveled so extensively yeah Because, you know, for somebody like myself, I could really live anywhere in the world. I'm very comfortable traveling, moving countries. So why have I chosen the United Arab Emirates and in particular Dubai? Well, first and foremost, um, it is tax free. So I'm like
3: that. (laughs) Yeah,
2: I mean, come on, everybody, you know, if you're going to go out to work and do the same job as me, why would you take home less money than me just simply because you chose to pay tax and I didn't? I mean, it's a no brainer. So, you know, people out here, um, you have uh, incredible opportunities where you are working in what you love, whether you're a lawyer, a doctor, a banker, in real estate, an entrepreneur in the tech world, but you're taking home every dirham you earn, Francois. Wow. You know, why wouldn't you do that? You know, why work for the government when you can work for yourself? So funny enough, I haven't paid tax you know, for 17 years, because I've lived in the Gulf 17 years of my life. So it doesn't feel normal anymore. Um, you know, I work hard and and I have my own ideas as to what, what we should do with that money. And a lot of it is to help others as well. So that's the first reason. Okay. And I think, you know, your viewers and listeners will agree that's, that's pretty uh, high up there on why Dubai. Now, the second, I think is just as important is safety. Yeah,
0: because that's a big one. We-
2: We don't have any crime, Francois. We really don't. Um, We have no homeless. Uh, We have, well, zero drugs policy, but there really is no drugs here. Really are no drugs here. Um, We have, I mean, I'm a woman walking around at night in the parks, jogging. I never, ever have to look over my shoulder. Imagine. Never. I feel safe. And, you know, my car is unlocked, it never gets tampered with. uh, you know, I've actually had people that are in the car and then we park and there's a few bags showing and they're like, Lucy, do you not want to like hide those bags or hide those sunglasses? Yeah. i like, no, it's fine. Wow.
0: <laughs> okay. And I, I live in a nice suburb in like Ottawa, the capital of Canada. And you'd think it's safe, but yeah, you can't leave doors unlocked and yeah. no, <laughs> well, things I've would be gone. What?
2: Well, no, that's it. And you know, the other thing I shared it on my Facebook this week, did you see my post about someone in the basement where I live here? They have their golf clubs just left there and their surfboard and they they never get tampered with. They never get stolen. They're just wow. there. Imagine so very
0: respectful. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. I can't leave a bike here or <laughs> anything longer than two minutes. It's gone. <laughs>
2: same in England, by the way, same anywhere in the world, but, yeah. but not here in, in Dubai. So if you imagine that, you know, you have this safe environment, it's safe for your children, they can go out on their bikes, um, you know, they're going to come home, they're in the parks, it, it's just a really pleasant place to choose to live. And, and choose is is the key word here. You know, we all live one life, why do we not choose where we live? Why do we assume that where we're born, We have to live.
0: I know. And that's a big thing. I'm 42 now. And um, I never thought I'd think about moving away from Canada. Uh, Especially in Canada, we're really kind of... I I feel a bit brainwashed that it's the best place in the world. Never leave. And now I'm like, well, actually, maybe... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, i wouldn't mind leaving <laughs>
2: yeah yeah well at least you've seen you know you've seen through a little bit of that brainwash and you know that that brings me on to another topic which is obviously you know forefront in our minds with what's just happened over the last couple of years is is yeah. this you know covid pandemic now you know whatever you believe or don't believe the fact is that the world shut down so when yeah. it shut down how did people feel and you know we all got on with it right we all got on with our lives probably from our laptops and our social media and our telephones so if you know that you can get on with it then why would you still be living in a country where you know maybe there are things that you're not in agreement with and why would you not explore other opportunities and other jurisdictions and other countries to have a different lifestyle because you can still work from your laptop right
0: totally and the aftermath of covid and inflation like is dubai seeing massive inflation i per- i don't think so but you could tell we us are more. A a we are
2: bit. a bit we are a bit with um with the um funny enough the petrol prices have gone up here but to be honest we've had very 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 cheap petrol so we shouldn't really complain it's still it can cheaper. only go
0: up <laughs> yeah it
2: can only go up but it's actually just we've just been told it's coming down this month so that's good but no i mean you know we've, we've definitely seen inflation in the shops in terms of food but you know that's, that's the world because, you know, we're in, a, we're in a different era now, aren't we, where there's supposedly, you know, a shortage of grain, etc., cetera, with everything that's going on with Russia and Ukraine. So, you know, that, that's a little bit more localized uh, for this specific, um, should we say, event that's happening right now. But with that, that's also created a new movement of people, Francois. So we have
0: yeah, I can imagine.
2: We have a lot of Russians coming here. We already have a lot of Russian population here. We have a lot of Ukrainians moving here, living here. Um, so that has really, you know, pushed up the demand for for houses, for real estate, whether people are coming to rent or they're coming to purchase. So, you know, that that's definitely had a knock on effect here. And if I, if I may just quickly go back to the COVID situation, um, yep. some, something I'm very proud of here in Dubai is that we had the shortest lockdown in history, six weeks.
0: Wow. Like,
2: <laughs> did you have two years in Canada?
0: No, but way more than <laughs> six weeks, like two years okay. off and on and right. lockdown after lockdown. It was almost like a joke yeah. in my opinion, but yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Well, and there you have it, you see. So we were able to move freely, you know, in and around. We had six weeks where it was, strict lockdown. They even sprayed the streets here, which was, you know, felt really efficient and and clean. Um, Now, we still do have a mask policy in shopping malls um, and the airport. But you know, outside in the streets, we have zero. Mar- you know, we don't need to wear masks. So, you know, and and I think what's happened is that that's comforted those that that require that they want to wear masks. They yeah. feel more comfortable. Um, but equally, you can still come and live here, even if you don't have the COVID vaccine. So you can live here with the vaccine or without the vaccine. It's kind of a happy
0: medium, which is what a
2: happy medium, which is entirely
0: lacking here. It's like all or not, like right now we. Yeah. At the time of this recording, I'm sure this will change in the fall. But right now, there's no more masks anywhere except for airports. Okay. Airports, trains, and some buses or some hospitals. Not even hospitals, I don't think. Right. Uh, so, yeah. So, we went from extreme, like, uh, curfews, all kinds of things, to nothing. And who knows what's next. So, this is nice <laughs> to hear. It, it does kind of satisfy both groups.
2: Right.
3: Whether yeah. you're
0: for vaccination and masking and all that, or not, yeah. so you can kind of live Absolutely. sort of happily together. Which and
2: is and you know, Francois, I have had clients that that, and that's why I bring it up on the on this um this interview here because I have had clients that have asked me, Lucy, can we live there and move there as a family if we don't have the vaccine? So yeah. people are asking me those questions. You know, it may be the elephant in the room, and people are not talking about it. It's not no, in the newspapers well yeah we're in a different part of the world here so you may not always see everything talked about but the fact is you can live here and you can work here um and you don't have to be vaccinated so i think that's important people know that as well
0: very cool and now i'm trying to envision because we we have well i have visions of dubai it's all skyscrapers how does a family <laughs> live in that kind of glass jungle like it it just feels like maybe downtown toronto well way bigger than downtown toronto but it's all glass skyscrapers are there like houses or how how do families integrate
2: oh gosh you know absolutely we have beautiful villa communities francois so you're right you know when we think of dubai we do think of the world's tallest tower because that's where it's at um, we think of Dubai Marina. We think of, you know, I, I think on my presentation I showed you a picture before and after with, you know, three hundred uh, skyscrapers. So all the skyscrapers—they're the beginning of Dubai. That's what made, you know, Dubai famous, put us on the map. But then, if you think about it, the Palm Jumeirah is the world's, you know, largest man-made island. It can be seen from space, and on the palm, wow. dominantly, the palm tree itself, the shape of the fronds—that's all villas. They're all like, oh, you know. Wow first floor on the beachfront so you know those aren't skyscrapers and then if you come back away from the ocean we have enormous an enormous selection of villa communities where you know we're even building now our own man-made lagoons that look you know they parallel Maldives in terms wow. of color like boys <laughs> it's stunning we have like white sands so these are all new communities that are still being built um but you're right it doesn't probably get shown enough um i can definitely direct you know direct people to my youtube channel and you will see videos on there of my of these communities that you know there's no skyscrapers there so you're right that's what we think about but there's a lot more than than just the apartments francois <laughs> yeah
0: because this like i mean the skyscrapers are wonderful but that's more well, anyway, maybe that's my opinion, but um, maybe young professionals or people that don't have children. Yeah. I, I remember my kids are old now, but I remember when they were in strollers, like getting into elevators and oh, my goodness, forget that. So we need a house. Yeah. It's nice to hear that there is that option. Well, we
2: have a lot. Yeah, we do have and- a lot. Um, and And just actually one thing that I always forget to mention, because, you know, we take it for granted here, but you wouldn't that every single building in Dubai has its own private swimming pool and its Ooh. own private gym, every building. So wow. again, for anyone watching and listening, and you were looking to rent in a building and you're like, Oh, does it have a pool or a gym? Yes, they all do. I remember the first time when I was looking going, Oh, that's a really special tower. It has a pool in the gym. Then I realized they all they do.
0: All do. <laughs> <laughs> Very yeah. cool. And Kind of what sort of price point are we talking about? Because I'm sure a villa is a lot more than a condo in a skyscraper. Yeah. Or, yeah. like, what's can you give us an idea of scale and US funds? Or I think that's yeah, sure. number for us.
2: So, let me first of all define so that you know, because we've got different languages and understandings of terminology, yeah. right? So, look, we I consider um, a town, ta- there's a townhouse and there's a villa. So, a oh, townhouse yeah. is you Know ground plus first, maybe second floor. Um, and it sometimes has a lift and it sometimes doesn't. And that is connected on either side to another house, so town house, because obviously in the town, you're sure to stay. like a row,
0: kind of in Canada, US, day. we have that. Okay,
2: right. So that's townhouses. By the way, a lot of real estate agents, very naughtily, will call those villas because it looks cheaper if they're giving, they're telling you there's a villa really cheap. Oh, yeah you actually get there and it's not a villa. So I'm very specific. If it's a townhouse, it's a townhouse. If it's a villa, that means you can walk all the way around the four walls. It's your own land. You can get to the back of the garden without going through the house. Okay, so just so that people understand the difference. So a townhouse is the most in-demand property right now, Francois. You can imagine after the COVID lockdown, people, families want more space. They want an outside area, even if it's very small for their children. So Townhouses, um, you're looking at average price of about, I'm going to have to do, and we're doing it into Canadian dollars, right?
0: Or American is fine. fine American.
2: Or... Okay. So just bear with me, folks. As sorry. DRMs,
0: unfortunately, I never, except for yeah. you, I never heard of that currency. I'm sorry. I
2: know, I know. Don't <laughs> worry. So, um, folks, I'm just doing it on my phone um, as I speak to you. Okay. So your average townhouse is about 1.9 million dirham. That's a three bedroom. Two thousand one hundred square foot. That's ground plus one, and that is five hundred and fifteen thousand US dollars.
0: So quite affordable, because in yeah. in Ottawa where I live, a townhouse like that you'd be more around well Canadian dollars seven hundred eight hundred thousand. If you're yeah. in Toronto, you'd be well over a million dollars. So,
2: oh wow. wow, okay, yeah, yeah. So that but that's townhouse. So of course they're really in demand because they are affordable living now. Yeah. You wanted a villa which is independent and we're looking at you know easily five bedroom um then you're looking around the 6.5 million dirham which is approximately 1.7 million us dollars
0: okay so yeah yeah, it's getting a bit more pricey but it's like a toronto house
2: yeah now that that will probably have a swimming pool and if it doesn't it's definitely got obviously a nice garden and for built-up area you know the internal area we and it's funny because you would say carpet area, but of course, in the hot gulf, we call it the AC area. <laughs> <laughs> Air conditioning area I know. Um, so you're looking to build up of around what 4,000 square foot. No, sorry, probably for four and a half thousand square foot. This would be 1.7 million US dollars.
0: Okay, so it's a big house for that price. Uh, yeah. that, wow, okay. Well, no,
2: and, and actually, while we're on that subject, I love that you just said that, Francois. So big is because that's what we're all about in the Gulf. And the other thing is, when I say we have a five bedroom property, they are all ensuite bedrooms.
0: Oh my because, goodness. So very yes, luxurious then. <laughs> well,
2: but it's not luxurious. It's the norm because of the culture. So in the Middle East, um, you know, in Islam, it's all about being very clean and washing yourself before prayer. And, you know, the, in the olden days, you know, that the women wanted to be separate from the men. It's not like that so much anymore. So everybody needed their own bathroom, right? Oh, yes. Okay.
3: Busy.
2: So that's why every bedroom does have its en suite. So, you know, we come along and we think, as you said, gosh, that's so luxury. I mean, growing up in England, we, we, we shared two bathrooms between a family of five. Yeah. So, so, so yeah. And the other thing as well um, is that generally properties are more spacious here uh, just because we've never had a shortage of land in this part of the world, you know. So it was desert and it's still desert. So when we build, generally we build big properties.
0: And you can build kind of to infinity. It's fairly flat. Yeah. You're not dealing with these crazy terrains. No. And, and no. you don't need basements because you don't have frost issues. <laughs> oh, so- uh, well,
2: we, we do need basements, Francois, because oh, yeah. we, have, we have a lot of luxury cars here. We are. Oh, Duval- okay,
0: okay um- to stash the cars, but very <laughs> different course. reason. Here is because the house would kind of float during winter and then come crashing down in the spring. Yeah. So you need yeah, to yeah. anchor it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, wow. So and know,
2: then, that's, that's generally, and then um, you know, like apartments. I mean, honestly, there are so many types of apartments, but generally, like anywhere in the world, um, if an apartment has a, a waterfront location on the beach or golf course or downtown, then right, you're going to you're going to be paying a twenty-five to thirty percent premium, just simply because of that view in the location. And the most in demand is beach. And we are lacking beachfront properties. So, you know, if you're coming to me and you're saying, Lucy, I want a two bedroom, I want it on the beach, of course, it's going to be double the price if you want an apartment back in the desert next to the villa community. So, you know, people get quite surprised some of the prices. They're not cheap on the beach, but they're beautiful. And, you know, Francois, for our investors, you're obviously mostly putting them on short term. So you've got to be attractive. To yeah. the short term visitor. They don't want to be in the back and beyond of nowhere. So no. <laughs>
0: you Yeah, know, if you, you live there, maybe you don't mind the commute. I don't know. I'm not sure how you get to the beach. If it's a
2: We drive, and we drive. We yeah.
0: drive. Okay.
2: We drive. But I mean, look, the world has changed. we you know, me included, I sell real estate here and I'm on my laptop most of the day, apart from when I'm viewing properties with clients or when I'm meeting a client say you know for a coffee and we're going through different properties etc together um so I don't need to live by the sea you no, know
3: that's
2: you don't need to live by an office because I don't sit in an office so and I'm sure a lot of your viewers would you know would perhaps be in the same place now for that I have a lot of remote workers and digital nomad clients a lot now
0: Yeah, it makes sense. I'm sure the internet with all this brand new infrastructure must be quite good in Canada. We like, I'm my house is from 1986, so we're dealing with much older infrastructure from the 80s, 90s. You have brand new stuff, like, they're finally laying some new um, fiber optics in the next few weeks. They're going to be digging my front lawn. (laughs) Very (laughs) dramatic. They're going to put some new wires, but I mean, yeah. it's already all there in Dubai. So that's great. It so is. what are the opportunities? You mentioned short-term rentals. Yes. Is, um a strategy here we do a lot, especially you guys don't have taxes, which sounds very great. Have you been on the fence about getting a mentor or a coach to scale your real estate investing portfolio, your business? And have you met with many mentors and coaches only to find out that they, What they offer is a series of pre-recorded videos and a Facebook group with some uh, group meetings. And you need some hand-holding. You want to know, you want to be accountable, you want some one-on-one. So look no further. I've created the Creek, the Creative Real Estate Investing Community. And this is where you will have those recorded videos and the weekly calls on Facebook and the group meetings. But wait. You'll also have one on one coaching with me. So 12 sessions over a year plus 12 other sessions with my accountability coach, none other than Rob Wright. So Mr. Rob Wright is joining me to help you stay accountable and make sure that you do achieve your goals and get to the freedom that you want to achieve. So check it out. I will put the information in the notes here and I'd love to see you. There's a free Facebook group you can join to find out more. And I'd love to meet with you and tell you how this can change your life and how it's changed mind as well. Like it's all about people and relationships and the one-on-one I think is essential that that was the key to my success. So I'd love to help you. Cheers. If you buy a unit and then resell it once it's finally built, is yeah. there like an increase in value cuz that's a oh, big absolutely. strategy here absolutely
2: yeah. so you know it's quite interesting so one thing i think everybody needs to understand first and foremost is that we are only 20 years old i
0: it know is. it's crazy
2: 20 i mean that's nothing right so you know 20 years ago pretty much we were we weren't quite sand and sand dunes but you get Almost. you get the point there was you know there was no real estate for sale to us foreigners you know and a foreigner is someone that is not a local so i'm a foreigner you're a foreigner okay so you know if i was here 20 years ago i would not have been able to purchase the property now the property is all freehold so you own it outright um but you know in terms of opportunities what we find is the banks don't really finance much here unfortunately and i've had that exact conversation this morning with one of my u.s clients um they will not very easily finance you if you are a non-resident. So yeah. so you pretty much have to have all the money. So what happens here in Dubai is because we're a young industry and we're pretty new, most of my clients are from overseas and they will buy a property that's not ready yet. We call it off-plan, off-the-floor plan, or you guys would say under construction. So yeah. off-plan property.
3: Construction. <laughs> yeah,
2: and off-plan is really attractive because you're not putting all the money in. So yeah. you perhaps, you know, you'd have a payment plan and the property's ready in three years. So I'd say, look, Francois, your payment plan is 60-40. Now, 60-40, what that means is that you've got to pay 60% between now and handover in three years. Okay. And there'll be a plan as, as to how, you know, that's all linked to construction. And then at handover, you would pay the 40%. Okay. At handover, you could potentially get financing from a bank, even as a non resident, for that 40%. But, you know, there's a lot of documentation to be done. Now, the other thing is that there may be payment plans, and there's less and less now, yeah. um, which we call post handover. And of course, those go in seconds, where then, Francois, you'd have paid 60%, you get your key. And now I say to you, you've got three years. Post handover to pay the remaining 40%. Of wow. course, get like taken up in seconds. And and really, our real estate does sell in minutes. It is insane here. I've been at launches where I've you know <laughs> said to my clients the day before, Francois, tomorrow is going to be crazy. I need a copy of your credit card, I need a copy of your passport, I need you to look at floor plans day. I don't know the prices yet, I know it's approximately going to be this size. Do you want a sea view? Do you want a high floor or low floor? How much are you willing to go to? And then you would say, "Right, Lucy, I'll spend up to two million. I want that floor, nothing higher. I like this floor plan. Whatever you get, get it to me, and then just (laughs) literally put my put my passport copy down. And it's like that. Wow, crazy. So we sell. I mean, we sold a whole project over four hundred units in under thirty minutes.
0: Oh my goodness.
2: Because, you know, Francois, we we are not selling to a country. We are no. selling to the world.
0: Yeah, the whole London. world, like anywhere. Wow. Yes,
2: <laughs> and we're selling for this 30,000 real estate agents. Um, 92% of them are not professional, but <laughs> there's 8% yeah. of them are actually professional. But, you know, imagine every agent of those 30,000 that are selling property. They probably have at least, you know, two or 300 clients.
3: At least, and then yeah. those,
2: Two or 300 have friends and and by the way the 30,000 agents are in dubai what about Whoa. the agents in africa what about the agents in europe what about the agents in the us so do you see how quickly these prop like 400 yeah. is nothing, goes in seconds
0: oh my goodness so very yeah. different reality yeah. but i love that what you buy is a deeded title um yes. and then how Can you give us an idea of like condo fees? Because for the most part, I think investors would invest in probably some sort of apartment, at least to start out.
2: Yeah, sure. We use the
0: condo fees in Canada and in the US. And some of them tend to be quite high with pools and gyms. Like some of them are higher than the mortgage itself. So uh, what what do those fees look like? Just
2: Yeah. So um, basically, so we call them service charges. So, okay. you know, if you're ever having the chat with me, then I would be saying what your service charges are. And of course, in an apartment building, you might have much higher service charges than you would in a townhouse or a villa because there's pretty much nothing to, to you know yeah. to look after. Um, so service charges range. Usually you get um, a price quoted, say, for example, I would say the service charge is 15 dirham per square foot. Okay. So 15 dirham divided by 3.7, you're looking at what, $4 per square foot. Is that right?
3: <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, well <laughs> really
2: done. So, and and then basically, then we look at the, the square footage of the property you're purchasing. Um, and then that is your service charge for the year. And then usually what happens is that you get that broken down and you pay every quarter.
0: Okay. Oh, that's for the year. Wow, okay. Yeah, that would be that's yeah. like monthly and <laughs>
2: No, no, no. So they'll charge you. Now what more and more projects are doing now um is firstly if you're buying an off-plan project it's quite normal that you actually, when you're signing, you don't know the service charges yet because how yeah. can they know the costs in three years? They don't know it yet no. themselves. <laughs> um, so, you know, that is also why you work with, with, you know, a real estate agent like me because I work with reputable developers. I don't work with all the developers and there will be projects that even your viewers have heard of in Dubai. And the more marketing that you hear from projects, I'm not going to mention names. I'm sure there's a couple that people the have already worst heard
3: of. <laughs>
2: um, the Yeah. Exactly, Francois, you said it. The more you see something in your face going crazy in advertising, it's in airports here, it's throughout every single real estate agent in the world. I've seen agents in France advertising projects here, and I'm like, if only they knew, they shouldn't sell it, you know. Yeah. And I'm not mentioning names, but so you know, that's why you want to work with someone on the ground who knows the reputation because you know, some of these developers, what they can do is. They can charge you any service charge once you've got handover, and there's nothing you can do. No,
0: nothing. that's it. Then you're stuck. So that's yeah. yeah, that's the scary part, especially for a foreigner. And if you're yeah. investing at a so you want there. you want
2: to make sure that you're you know with a reputable company, and and you know you're you know that there's there's going to be you know good, they're going to look after your pro- property. And you know what happens is their developer legally has to um, appoint an owners association. And the owners' association is separate from the developer. That's a newish law, so it wasn't. It didn't used to be like that. Oh, you didn't
0: have that. Okay.
2: No, I mean, because remember, we're a young market, over twenty years old, so we're very, you know, we're just starting to get to maturity. So, you know, we have our cycles, seven years up and down, up and down. But you know, we're just learning the ropes now. So, the other thing again um, that I do mention to my clients is, I never sell property that's really more than about 5 years old because you know properties 15 years ago and 10 years ago that were built here were built under very different like, shall we say, um, frameworks. Yeah, yeah, standards were a little bit different to what they are today. And, you know, technology is advanced and, you know, we have smart homes now. So, you know, building materials are better. Communities are better. Dubai has learned, it's had a very steep learning curve as to, you know, what mistakes they made and how they've improved. And, you know, the projects and the properties that are launching today are phenomenal. I mean, they're world-class. So, you know, that's what I stick to with my clients i would say the one opportunity francois for older property is of course any townhouses that you can yeah. buy and just simply redo because of the location and of course villas i mean you know villas on the palm are 15 years old but you don't buy it for the house now you're buying the it for location, the
0: location. <laughs> yeah
2: you just got the house and start again and and You know, hence why you hear of these incredible sale prices that we've had recently of, you know, 150, 200, 250 million dirham. I mean, that is literally, what are we talking there? We're talking um, 50 million U.S. dollars more. (laughs) Um, A little bit
0: above my budget at this time. (laughs) Yeah.
2: So but but, you know, we do have something for all budgets. So, you know, I mean, I and, I, and I'm not one of these that says I'm only selling over 50 million, dear. I mean, yeah. you know, that, that's not right. That's not I like to work for my clients. And, you know, usually what happens is I have the clients that, you know, are savvy investors and they're building a portfolio. So they do want the studios as well as the one beds, as well as the, you know, odd townhouse. And, and that is a, a well-rounded, well-balanced portfolio, Francois.
0: I love it. So thank you so much, Lucy. Wow, time flies, where can our listeners get a hold of you and find out more?
2: Absolutely. Right. Well, there's many different um, ways. So I do a lot on social media. That's how you found me, actually, Francois. So (laughs) um, my YouTube channel is probably the best place for people to get familiar with me straight away. Let me see if I can hold up a picture here so people can actually see. So that is my YouTube channel. So it's Lucy J. Parker. OK, so I have over 250 videos of different communities where I'm live. Um, you can also find me on Instagram. So my Instagram account, I'll just get it up here, is Lucy J Parker underscore. So this is oh, its playing for it's working today. So that's my Instagram. It's a pink dot LP. OK,
0: <laughs> I love it.
2: <laughs> Keeping the brand there. You've got my Facebook and people usually find the wrong Facebook um, my Facebook is actually, it's, it's easy to find because I'm there with Mr. J. Shetty himself. So that's my, so it's Lucy J. Parker. And finally, um, where I actually started my social media journey, because I actually train realtors and investors on how to stand out on social media.
0: You um, have to do more about that. <laughs> yeah,
2: well, yeah, so that it came from LinkedIn. So this is my LinkedIn and it's Lucy Parker. And uh, and I have 44,000 followers. And, you know, one of one of the reasons that um, I do sell a lot of property is because of my social media. People that have never met me before are actually, you know, they send monies and they purchase um, upon working with me, Francois. So I've done that many, many times. I'd say half my buyers I've never met in person.
0: Wow, I love it. Yeah, yeah it's like me with—I'd say half my properties I'd never seen in person. Oh, so, oh
2: really? Okay, no, yeah, I've seen I
0: them. Long-distance <laughs> investing is amazing,
2: Absolutely.
3: and yeah. I did
0: check flights from uh, Montreal, which is not too far from me to Dubai. It's actually not okay. that bad. So right now it's cheaper. To fly to Dubai than to fly to Costa Rica during low season. So like maybe I should go (laughs) and visit you.
2: (laughs) Definitely. What I will say to your viewers and listeners is that Dubai is really, really busy and much more expensive um, that sort of like three month peak between mid-December to mid-March. I mean, that's the high season. Prices, flights, hotel rooms, everything is full. Everything's booked up. So if you're coming in those three months, then book from now and get your short-term rentals done from now. Get all of your, you know, restaurants booked. I'm not joking. Um, And actually, Francois, I want to share something with all your viewers. There's something really amazing everybody should tick off when they come here. It's called the Aura Sky Lounge and it's amazing. I'm going to spell it.
3: <laughs> I'm going to
2: spell it for you A U R A, Aura Sky Lounge. And it is a tower in the middle of the Palm Jamara. It's got a 360 degree infinity swimming pool looking oh. out of
3: the pole
2: <laughs> of the palm. And you can drink your cocktail, walk around with lovely music at sunset. And trust me, my best friend has just tried to book it for November. It is fully booked every day.
0: It's over. (laughs) So
2: so seriously, if you're coming to Dubai, you want to book Aura before your hotel and your flight.
0: (laughs) <laughs> wow okay or yes. know, some vip people maybe <laughs> yeah
2: exactly yeah no because there's only 150 sunbeds and they will you know they have to they have to sell it strictly to the capacity up there because you can't have too many people up there but it's amazing views at world class better than marina bay sands in singapore
0: so, wow okay yeah. well we'll have to check that out for sure Thank you yeah. so much, Lucy, and we'll be no chatting talk. a lot more. I think we'll have to do more on social media and, and various projects that you may yes. have in the future if you're interested. So Absolutely. A pleasure, and uh, yeah. yeah, let's stay in touch.
2: Yeah. Francois, I forgot to just share my WhatsApp number. Should I share okay. it in a chat, in a comment, or do you want to put it underneath here? or? Mm-hmm.
0: Share it now verbally because most people okay. are listening in yeah. audio. So
2: Okay. So if you want to get a pen and paper, it is plus 971 or 971 5857 And we all use WhatsApp here in Dubai. So if you WhatsApp me, say that you've heard me on Francois Wine and Real Estate session because um, then I'll know where you've come from. And uh, and then we can chat for sure. And uh, je parle français. So if si vous voulez parler en français en ce qui concerne l'immobilier à Dubaï, je suis
0: <laughs> merveilleux. And español también.
2: Et español. Si uh, escuchando este programa con François et yo, y en espanol, en sin Muy bien.
0: Y, uh, <laughs> do you speak Arabic.
2: At callum, that's at callum, <laughs> sh- <laughs> not much wow
0: okay you beat me well on that note <laughs> uh we'll have to catch up and learn about your next language and next project thank you so much
2: absolutely okay and francois can we just sorry this is because this is what i do on social media can we have a smile we need one. Oh picture.
0: yes that's right
2: <laughs> there you go brilliant okay thank you so much
3: thank Speak
2: you
0: Hey there, listeners. We hope you enjoy this latest episode of the Wine and Real Estate podcast.
2: Yes, absolutely. You can find us on Instagram. Our handle is wine underscore
1: and underscore real estate. So Wine and Real Estate on Facebook, FL Homes Corp. And you can also find us on our YouTube channel.
0: Yes. And please make sure to give us a rating, five stars Mm -hmm. or any comments. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, we love suggestions as well. Cheers.
1: Yeah. Chin chin.
3: (laughs) mm <laughs>